0: Hey family, this is Joshua Jones. My wife, Lindsay, and I have the honor of being the lead followers of Way Family Church right here in Edmond, Oklahoma. Thank you for taking a minute to tune in. We pray the message gives you a different perspective about Jesus, His gospel, and what living life in His kingdom is all about. Take notes, listen intently, and be blessed. You guys ready for some gospel? Hey, what's gospel mean? Good news, good news, good news, good news. I have a lot of Bible verses today. So I'm going to bless y'all with some Bible today. If we get to all of them, I don't know. I want to talk about grace for a little bit. Is that okay? Uh, as I've been learning about grace and, and what that kind of looks like a little bit. Maybe we'll take a few weeks and just kind of go through this. But I think grace in America is one of the uh, most fought against things in Christendom. But yet Christendom wouldn't exist without grace. Um, because when we hear grace, we hear different people, depending on your denomination, hear different things. Um, but I want to try to, as much as I can, simplify some thoughts about grace and just give you some truths that happen because of grace, um, if I can. So let me open up my note tab here. And there are some verses um, that I did I don't think I gave you guys in the back. I'm probably going to read from some of them. Um, let me just shoot them at you, Miss Marsha. John chapter 1, 14, 14, 16, and 17, I think. John chapter 1, 14, 16, and 17. St. John's Gospel chapter 1, 14, 16, and 17. And I feel like there was one more. Um, it might hop out at me. I mean, I know I gave you like 15 scriptures, but I just want to kind of throw them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And maybe 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10. So I'm going to read John 1 first, 14, 16, 17. And then I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10. And we'll check that out. You guys ready? Let's hit it. John chapter 1 says this. And the word, not the Bible. right. He doesn't mean Bible there, right? In America, every time we, we read word, we think Bible. Don't think Bible. Think Jesus. Because Jesus is the what? The word, right? I didn't, I didn't read the, verse, the first 13 verses, but it says, in the beginning was the word, not a Bible, but word. And the word was with God. And then he says a profound statement, and the word was God. So the word is Jesus Christ, right? Does that mean Jesus Christ is the Bible? No, Jesus is not the Bible. Jesus is the Word. Watch this. This is Scripture. Everybody say Scripture. All right. Now, there is what we call the written Word and the living Word. And for, because I'm in America, I'll call this the the written Word. But understand that the Word of God has never been a book. It's always been a living being. And his name is Jesus. Watch this. The Scripture contains within it the Word of God. See that the scripture contains within it the word of God, but the word of God has always been a living being. His name is Jesus. And the word became flesh and he lived among us, not the Bible, but the word became flesh. Your Bible ain't never put on skin. If you see a Bible up walking around, run. Okay. So, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And this is the John one of the 12. He says, and we saw his glory. It was the glory as of the only begotten of the father. Jesus is the only begotten of the father, right? He's the only begotten of the father. And he says that Jesus, the only begotten of the father, that's a great title, or the word that became flesh, that's a great title. He says that this word, the only begotten of the father was full of two things. What? I just want you all to see that he was full of what? And what? In that Bible verse, what comes first, grace or truth? So watch this. Grace always precedes truth. You can. Even the Bible says tell the truth in what? Love or in grace. You can tell people the truth. I just told them the truth. You ever seen people tell people the truth and they hurt them because they didn't put grace first? Never, never. It's like going to the doctor and they'll give you a medicine, especially as a child. They'll give you medicine. The medicine by itself without any coated flavoring will be nasty. You'd spit it out. But the flavoring is the grace. But the truth is inside of that. Watch this. Grace makes truth palatable. did, Did you hear what I just said? Grace makes truth palatable. So Jesus didn't just come and tell people the truth. He came full of grace and what? Truth. Is that good? You can go home right there and just, just receive off that word. That's a good word. So let's, let's go to verse, we'll just read verse 15. And we'll just go straight on through. Next verse, 14, 15, 16. 17. John the Baptist bore witness of Jesus and cried out saying, This was the one whom I said comes after me, but he's actually before me, for he was before me. It's crazy, right? Next verse, 16. Okay, Jesus was full. Verse 14 said, He was full of what? No, Jesus was full of what? Grace and what? Now, watch this, watch this. And of His fullness, what was He full of? And what? Truth. Of His fullness, we have all received. In other words, we have received what Jesus was full of. Listen, in my BC days, I would tell people what they full of, but anyway, but <laughs> this is what we do in South Edmond, not North Edmond, but in South Edmond, I could tell people what they full of, but the Bible says that of the fullness of Jesus, in other words, what he was full of, it says we've all received it, and in case you missed it, guess what else you received? Grace for grace. So Jesus was full of grace and truth. We have received of his fullness. And just so that you don't misunderstand it. And you got more grace for grace. Next verse. I think. Yeah. For the law was given through deacon Moses. Watch this. But. Grace and truth came through who? I want you to see this. Laws can be given. Rules. When you hear law, think rules. Rules can be given, but grace and truth have to come. Grace and truth aren't given that way. Laws can be given, but grace and truth have to come. In other words, grace and truth, they're not laws or spiritual principles. Grace and truth are both a person. I ain't saying anything. Grace and truth are a person. What is his name? Jesus. All right. Miss Marsha, throw up this verse in the back. Let me throw one more at you. Of his fullness we have all received grace for grace. Wow. Um, the real question is, can I find that Bible verse? Colossians two nine. Colossians two nine. Colossians 2.9. Colossians 2.9 and verse 10. Colossians 2.9 and 10. And then we'll just start talking for a little bit. Colossians 2.9. Oh, you're on it. For in him, which is Jesus, in Jesus dwells all the, here we go again, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That means all of the beauty of the Trinity, all of God that is God, lived inside that human body of Jesus. So, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily lived inside of Jesus. Watch this. Of his fullness, (laughs) you and I have all received. See me connecting fullness here? The fullness of Christ, grace and truth. He was full of grace and truth. He gave us grace for grace. But the fullness of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit, lived inside of jesus and you and i receive that same fullness next verse and you and i are complete in him say i'm missing nothing you and i are complete in jesus in jesus who is the head of all principality and power so if we receive the fullness of christ he's full of grace and truth he gave us grace for grace And part of the fullness is all of God lives in him. I'm trying to figure out why am I lacking? Like What am I lacking? What am I lacking? I want to talk to you a little bit about grace. There are so many different definitions of grace. And there's some beautiful ones out there. If you're taking notes, I want to give you, just take notes. You can put up point number one for me, Marsha. I want you guys to see this. If you're taking notes, please write this down. Right? My my desire isn't for you to shout. A lot of times we respect. Some preachers preach for response, but we lack results. I'm I'm going for results in your life. I'm not against response, but man, I want results in people's lives from the gospel, right? So if you're taking notes, write this down. Grace transforms you and I from being lost to what? Being found. Grace transforms us from being lost to being found. Why is grace important? Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I believe it is, verse 10, this is what Paul says. Am I in the right verse? Yes. No. Yes. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. By the grace of God, I am what I am. Everybody out I say this. Say, I am what I am by grace. Now. Why is grace important? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. I think you have all these verses in the back. I told you, we're going to be, we've already read like, I don't know how many Bible verses, but I want you to write these down because they are key. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. This is like the cornerstone verse for grace in the scripture. Listen to what Paul writes. He says, for by grace, you have been what? Understand, by grace, we have been what? Saved through what? Don't miss this next part. And that not of your own doing. It is the what? So, here's a good word for your grace. G-R-A-C-E. I just love this one because it's simple and it's beautiful. Right? There's lots of these you can do. I'm going to just use this one. God's, you've all heard of this probably. Oops, riches goes on the next line. But God's riches at Christ Expense. God's riches at Christ's expense. But what is grace? It's it's the same word that's used for favor god's kindness but regardless of how you look it up it always denotes this it is a free gift you can't do anything to earn it whatsoever i mean nothing everybody say this god's grace is on all over all, and in all Because of where I grew up, I always grew up thinking that, watch this, we would say this, we're saved by grace, and then we would say this, but through our faith. Mm -mm -mm. The grace is God's and the faith is God's. You're not saved by God's grace through your faith. Faith is a gift of God to us too. You ever felt like this? Well, I'm saved by God's grace, but I stay saved by how I live. I'm going to say that again. I was also taught this way. I'm saved by God's grace, but I have to stay saved by how I live. As if you can unscramble an egg. We were not saved by grace through works. We were saved by God's grace. Watch this. The work was always God's work. It's actually called the finished work. Of the cross so in regards to work i want you to understand something god our father does all the heavy lifting <laughs> in john chapter 6 jesus was asked the question they said what do we have to do so that we might do the works of god they asked jesus the question this is crazy this is in the bible they said, what do we do that we might do the works of God? And do you know what the word of God said? He said this. He said, this is the work of God, that you believe on him whom God has sent. Do you know what your only work will ever be? Believe. 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 That is the heavy lifting that you and I do. Simply believe. We are saved by grace i get god's riches at christ's expense we are saved by grace through faith that not of yourself well i'm having a hard time believing because we the reason we struggle with believing primarily in in the west is because we're thinking but yeah i gotta do something and then we think this well i can't i can't do that because i know what i did last night right i know some of you might know what you did with your spouse on the way to church I don't know about trying to worship and he had an argument on the way to church. That only happens on the south of evidently, but like, right? But we are saved by grace through what? Faith, which is trust. And that not of ourselves, it is God's. So it is all of God. Isn't it crazy that the battle of being a Christian is simply, will you believe or not? Like I'm gonna be honest with you, I always struggle with what, with that. Isn't that isn't that too good to be true though? But that's what gospel means. So I say this statement to you guys every week: If what you believe about God is not too good to be true, I wouldn't tell nobody about it. Because if it's not too good to be true, it's not gospel. And the reason even in Paul's day that people struggled with the gospel is it seemed too good to be true. Because when people hear that you're saved by grace through faith. Paul said I am what I am not because I keep the law he didn't say I am what I am because I'm good at obeying the rules he didn't say I am what I am because I pray you know three or five hours a day he didn't say I am what I am because I have perfect synagogue attendance he didn't say I am what I am because I have visions and revelations he didn't say none of that he said I am what I am by the what of God as much as we want to We can't take credit for what's been done in our life. It has all been by grace. Now watch this. Grace is not against effort, but it is against earning. I'm going to just lay in bed and I'm going to become everything God wants me to. No, that ain't how that works, sweetheart. Is Alex in the room? Alex, where you at? Alex is part of a great team, a, a beautiful company that just came to the city called Jackbys. If you haven't heard of them, go check them out. Right. A matter of fact, they got a lot of employees in the room. I think work at Jackbys. Alex, it would have been amazing, wouldn't it, if you could just say, we're just going to come to Edmond and God's going to do it. By grace. Now, they had to put some effort in there, but it was the grace of God that was empowering them. Well, does grace, does grace work on my job too? I'm telling you, you don't do nothing outside of grace. You don't go fishing outside of grace. The grace of God is replete in all of our lives if we'll see it. Grace transforms us from being lost to being found. Now watch this. The whole world, according to Paul, the whole cosmos has all been reconciled. But the issue is this, we haven't all been saved. Why? Why have we not all, why come all men are not found? They're found by God, but yet they're lost in themselves. God knows where every person on the planet is. Some people are lost and don't know they're lost. Grace transforms us from being lost to being found. The, the heavy lifting is always done by God. So we're saved by grace. You could say found by grace and that not of yourself. I want to read something to you. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5 and 7. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5 and 7. Why is it that people, they grow old in church, they just don't grow up? Come on now. I know some people that have been going to church their whole life, and in a spiritual sense, they got a mustache, and you still gotta give them a pacifier. Listen. You know why? Because we have become perfectors of religion. Well, you gotta do this, and now you gotta do this, and now you gotta do this, and you gotta do this, and you gotta do this, and you gotta do, got do, got do this. And they know every Bible verse. Watch this, they know all the scripture, but know no word. Listen, you know what Paul calls them people? Second Timothy chapter three, verse five. He says they have a form of godliness, but they deny its power from such people. Turn away. I am always really leery and weary of people. Who always know the religious jargon, but they have no grace flowing through their lips. You know what I'm looking for? The same stuff that came from Jesus to come out of myself. Grace and truth. Grace and truth. Grace and truth. Some people, they're not full of grace and truth. They're full of negativity and bitterness. Like, is that real enough for you? They're not overflowing with grace for grace. They're overflowing with something else. And it may not be their fault. I'm just saying you got to understand where people are. You got to understand where people are. Look at verse 7 of 2 Timothy 3. He said "They're, they're always learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. They're always learning something new but they don't come to the knowledge of the truth. Who is Jesus? So grace transforms us from being lost into being found. Found found. Remember Luke 15? It's the lost and found chapter in the scriptures. There is a lost sheep. That's the first story. There is a lost coin. That's the second story. And then there's a lost what? Right? Let me say this. There's actually two lost sons in that story. Lost sheep, lost coin, and two lost boys. Watch this. Did the lost sheep find itself? Because, (laughs) remember, if it's one thing to know you're lost and know you need to be found, it's a whole other thing to not even know you're lost. How many in the room have really ever been lost? Like, real I I mean, like, physically, like, you didn't know where you were. So, I grew up in the country, had lots of trees, and my dad, and we had lots of fields. My dad would always let us go play. I was, like, seven or eight years old, and I remember getting way out, man, acres and acres and acres of cornfields. We were playing hide-and-go-seek. If you ain't never played hide-and-go-seek in a cornfield. Like, I know some of you guys, if you are, I don't know, if you're 30 and younger, you don't even know what hide and go seek is, but just Google it. It was this thing that required like physical activity, and you would go physically, you would go hide, and somebody would physically come and find you. It's, you have to sweat, it's crazy. But when kids used to play outside, that's, that's the kind of stuff they used to do, hide and seek. And I got lost in the corn, cornfield. You know what I started doing? <laughs> Guess what I was, why was I crying out? Help! Hey! (laughs) Hey, anybody? (laughs) I started crying. I was lost. My oldest brother, Joe, they thought it was funny. I could hear him laughing. I didn't know where they were at. But when I found out I was lost, I started doing something to communicate the fact that I was lost. Watch this. Lost people don't find themselves. Lost sheep. Don't find them selves. The shepherd, Jesus, went to where the lost sheep was, found it, put it back on his shoulders, the scripture says, and toted it back. You know what that is? Grace. Because grace is a person. People hear grace, and then watch this. Then you have a lost coin. Lost coins don't find them selves. Even if we feel like, well, we came to God. You might have walked, but I promise you, that's grace. Well, didn't the, didn't, the, didn't the lost boy start making his way back home? Friend, trust me, it was the father's love pulling him, whether he even knew it or not. It was what he experienced at home that was luring him back home. All that is grace. And there was one lost son outside of the house. We call him the prodigal so much. By the way, the father never called him prodigal. You know who called him prodigal in that story? The other brother. And one boy was lost outside the house. Lost, watch this, lost meaning he didn't know his father's love. And the other boy was lost inside the house. They some folks that don't never come to a church building or gathering, they lost. But they other folks that come to church every single week. And guess what? They're lost. And it's one thing to be lost in sin. But it's a whole other thing to be lost in religion. a whole other thing to be lost in religion grace transforms us from being lost to found and when you see grace for the first time which is jesus and that veil gets lifted off your eyes and you recognize i'm not saved i'm not kept safe i'm not delivered from sin i'm not delivered from religion i'm not delivered from hell by anything that i do it was all done by god there is this invisible burden that gets lifted off your shoulders and sometimes it's hard to put in words but you know i've been saved and then you recognize the truth was that was always your truth. That was always objectively true of you. But subjectively, it wasn't my experience because I didn't know it. It's not like somebody says a prayer and Jesus says, oh, let me go get back on the cross again. I said the prayer. No, when a person sees who Jesus is by grace through faith, boom, grace becomes a new reality. And are like, whoa, this has always been true. Salvation isn't a reward for us being good. I said salvation is not a reward from God to us because we were good. Salvation can only be received by grace. Right? Nobody can ever say we found God. Because he wasn't ever lost. Grace is always God finding us 100% of the time. Everybody say, I've been found. And if you worry about keeping your salvation, well, I got great news. If you can find me anything in the scripture that God ever gave that was temporary, you found something major. By the way, has God ever purchased anything that got foreclosed on? I'm going to say it again. Has God ever purchased anything that got foreclosed on? If he don't pay his bills, you got the wrong God. I'm just telling you, right? So God doesn't give out anything that's not permanent. He doesn't give out grace that runs out. He doesn't give out mercy that doesn't run out. Come on. He doesn't give out kindness that runs out. You can't even get to the bottom of God's grace if you tried. And we make silly comments in church and we say things like this. Yeah, I knew Malik. That poor brother, he fell from grace. Y'all ain't saying anything. Have you ever heard that? He, he, he fallen from what? Can I tell you in context what that verse means? Can I give it to you? Look up Galatians 5 and 4. And we'll move to the next point. He fell from grace. Because we take text out of what? Context, we get into trouble. Remember, the book of Galatians is about one thing. Paul went and set up a church. This happened everywhere he went. He would go set up a church, establish them in the grace of Jesus. And soon as he would leave, these people that the scripture calls Judaizers would come behind him. When Paul's gone, they say, all that grace stuff is really, really good at Jesus stuff. That's amazing. But you still got to keep the Mosaic law. Which, by the way, in the scripture, it's always called the law of Moses. Right? And, and Paul would say, that's not how we do it. So watch this. Let me read verse 5 and 1, chapter 5, verse 1. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the freedom by which Christ has made us free. What did he make them free from in context of Scripture? What did he make them free from? Law. I'm just, anyway, we hate, we hate context, right? Stand fast in the freedom by which Christ has made you free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. What was the yoke of bondage in context? Not sin. Law works. Watch this. I indeed, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. Because Paul would leave and tell them they didn't have to be circumcised, but boy, here come the Jews. Or Father Abraham was circumcised. You got to be circumcised. Right? He said, I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is the debtor to keep the whole law. You have become separated from Christ, If you attempt to be justified by the law, then he says this, you have fallen from what? Fallen from grace does not mean you committed some crazy sin and the grace of God doesn't cover that area. He says, you remove yourself from grace when you try to keep the law. He says, you have fallen from grace. You have fallen from grace back into human works. And the scripture says, if you want to live by the law, knock yourself out. But to fall from grace simply means this. Not that you committed a sin that God's grace could not overshadow. It means you chose to live not in the grace of God. You chose to live up under the law. Shoo, Jesus, man, that's so good. Go buy my own CD right there. Okay. Okay. Point number two. Taking us, write this down. Grace transforms you. This is really, really good, by the way, from a slave to what? Sin to what? Here we go. Slave to sin to what? Man. Really, I want to put a son of righteousness in there. But you're not a slave to sin. You're a son of righteousness. You're a son of God. Look at this Romans chapter 6. Verses 6 through 7. I'm going to read this to you. Romans chapter 6, verse 6 through 7. You guys okay? All right, Romans 6. This is what Paul says. This is really good stuff right here. He says, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with Christ. Everybody say my old man. Right? Why? Why was it crucified with Christ? So that the body of sin might be done away with. Right? That we should no longer be slaves of what? We sing a song. I love it. We need, to go, we need to sing that sometime. I love the lyrics. I'm no longer slave to fear. I always put sin when we sing that. Literally, I say, I'm, not a, I'm no longer a slave to sin. Do you know what it means to be a slave? Like a slave to sin? In my own addictions, like I always use pornography because that was, that was one of my strongest addictions. There'd be times I would not want to do that. Like in my spirit, I knew that was wrong. But man, that desire in my carnal, my memory, I feel like it will be overwhelming at times. So I would yield to it. I don't, I don't want to put that in my arm. Like if you ever ask a true addict, they'll know it's killing them. But they, they yield to the thing that's killing them. Why? Because we're slave of that. Did you know what the scripture says? If you, to whomever you obey, to that same thing you are a slave. Did you know that? To whomever you obey, to that thing you are a slave. And Paul comes and he says this, Don't you know that every old way of thinking that you have, by way of revelation in God's grace, if you see it, you die to that old thing. So that you no longer have to be a slave to what he calls sin. Listen to this. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with Christ that the body of sin, might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died has been free from sin. What is the key to being free from sin? Knowing that you died. How many people have you ever seen laying in a coffin? I don't care what kind of addict they were. Say it was alcohol. They could be in a coffin and you can wave. We can't even use Bud Light anymore because it's gone. You could take a Michelob and do that. They ain't going to move. You know why? They're dead. Paul says to that same degree, you have died to sin. No, I didn't, because I knew what I was tempted with yesterday. No, 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 no. He says, you have to see yourself being righteously identified by grace through the death of Jesus. Jesus just didn't die for us. He died as us. Look at Romans 6, 14. My goodness. Let me read six thirteen. Let me read 6, 13 and 14. He says, do not present the members, which means your body, as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. But present yourselves to God as being alive from the what? Dead. And your members, give yourselves as members of instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. You ready for this? For you are not under law. I'm under something. I'm under something. I'm under something. What are you under? I'm up under grace. Look at Romans 8, verse 15 and 16. Some more good news. Romans 8, verse 15 and 16. Man, you don't know that you're a son of God or a son of righteousness. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you didn't receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, whereby we can now cry out what? Abba, Father, and the Spirit of God himself bears witness with your spirit that we are children of God. We're children of God. Romans 3, 21 and 22. Come on, we're going back here for a little bit. Romans 3, 21 and 22. This is what it says. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law has been revealed being witnessed by all of the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Where is it at? To all and on all who believe. You understand that before Jesus Christ came to the earth, men had to try to be righteous in God by keeping 613 written commandments and over 600 oral commandments. It was difficult. But they said, guess what? Now. You're not considered righteous in the sight of God by obeying the rules. You're considered righteous in God's eyesight. Watch this. When you place your faith in Jesus, because what? Watch this. He kept the rules you couldn't keep anyway. Jesus Christ, man. Jesus Christ. Look at Romans chapter 8. This is scripture I don't think i give you in the back either. Romans 8, verse 1 and 2 and 3. Romans 8, 1, 2 two three Bible this is a refrigerated Bible verse this first one at least there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus you see that there is what no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus now I'm going to read something to you that is not in the original text of your Bible but our American translators put it in there to make it make sense but it is not in the original text As a matter of fact if you look up in the Greek right now you won't even find it is the, but let me just tell you, there is therefore now no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus, and we put this part in there, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Do you know why they put that in there? Literally, look, just do, do some research. They put that in there because that just seems a little too good to be true. No, there's no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus. Watch this, verse 2, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus made me free from the law of what? Sin and death. Watch this, for what the law... The rules, the commandments for what the law could not do in that it was weak through flesh. What could the law not do? The law could never make a man feel clean. The law could never make a man feel just. The law could never make a man feel righteous for what the law could not do in that it was weak through flesh. God himself did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on the account of sin. And when he came, it says this, he condemned sin in the flesh so now the righteous requirements of the law have been fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit god said i'm gonna do for you what you couldn't do for yourself i'm gonna send the guy who wrote the law said i'm gonna go down and i'm gonna keep the law that i wrote on behalf of those who can't keep it In the righteousness that's on my life i want you to give me your wickedness and i'm gonna give you my righteousness I'm going to give you the reward of keeping the law as if you kept it. And I'm going to take your penalty for not obeying the law as if I broke it. We have been transformed from a slave to sin to a son of God. And I'm going to be honest with you. I had nothing to do with it. Do you know that you're holy? Everybody say I'm holy. Some of y'all struggle saying that. You're like, no, I well, don't no. Not the last passionate conversation I had with mama. I ain't holy. Like, no. I got caught in traffic yesterday. I ain't holy. No, you're holy. You're holy. Everybody say this. I got new DNA. If your son says, I'm not your son because I did something you weren't pleased with. We would think that's ludicrous, wouldn't we? Do you know how many sons of God do that all the time? Well, I'm not your son because I did something you're not pleased with. As if we're better parents than God. It's so quiet in here right now. Here, moth pee on a cotton ball. Let me keep on going. Man. Number three, we're getting ready to wrap up. Alyssa, can you come back to the keys for me? Thank you so much. Grace transforms you from being of the world. Watch this. To being where? In Christ. I'm telling you, you couldn't get in Jesus if you wanted to on your own, but grace put us there. Grace is God's energy, God's effort, God's work, God's flow. It's, It's what God did. It's what God did. Look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. You guys okay with all these Bible verses? Wait the next week. I'm just softening you up right now. Ephesians 1, verse 5 and 6. This is what he says. It says, he predestined us to... <laughs> if you not I like the term predestination personally. He predestined us to adoption. As sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. He what to us? Everybody say, I'm predestined. Like in religious circles, we say, well, that means that God knows who's going to heaven and God knows who's going to hell. Man, God knows everything. But predestination is in the Bible. It's right there. You know who that's for, by the way? All humanity. He pre, which means before, destined, which means finished. He said, before you arrived, I had your destiny finished. And all the religious people get upset about that. What was that? That I would call you to be adopted as sons of mine by Jesus Christ to myself. And you know why I did this? Not according to your ability to obey the rules. Not according to your ability to not sin. But this was all in accordance to the good pleasure of my will. This is what Papa says about us grace transforms us from being of the world to being in Christ. Let me do the last one. Colossians 3 and 3 and we'll be done. Colossians 3, 3 we'll be done. Everybody say, I'm in Christ. Listen to this scripture. Paul says this, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ In God. But when did I die? No, that's when Jesus died. No, friend, we died with him. Galatians 2.20. Look at this. Galatians 2.20. Let me throw another one out at you. I think I gave you that one, Miss Marshall. i throw that on the board. For you died in your life as him with Christ in God. That's Colossians 3.3. So I have died. But look at this. I have been crucified with who? You know who wrote this? Paul. Guess how many times Paul met Jesus before Jesus ever died? Zero. You would have thought Peter wrote this or James. or Paul wrote this who never met Jesus. And he said, I got a revelation. You know what my my revelation was? I was with Christ when he was crucified. So it's no longer I who live but watch this. Christ lives in me. Where's Christ there right now? Alive in me. He's in a brown suit right now. Right? Wait, wait, he's also in Peter. He's in a white suit right now. Right? But he's also in Lakeisha. He's in a black suit. Right? Christ is in us. What's this. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So, I have died and my life is hidden with Christ in God. You're so hidden, you can never be found. I'm telling you. You're so hidden, you can never be found. You are in Christ. The truth is, will you receive that gift or not? Wouldn't it be crazy to say, man, I walk to work every day. I want a car. And somebody buy you a car and you still keep walking to work every day. And you complain, I still got to walk to work every day. Do you know the gift that has been given by God? This is what the this is what the Bible says the heavens are declaring. God has given us the gift of his son. But I understand in America we struggle at that because America puts all these, but you still got to go and do this. It's called the finished work, not the 99.9% work. And for all the religious people in the house that say, well, brother, you better be careful because when you preach grace, you can't... preaching grace is preaching Jesus. There's no other gospel in the Bible. And when you read the book of Galatians, Paul says, if I or even an angel from heaven come and preach any other gospel than that which was delivered to you, he says, let him be a curse. And then he says this, but know this, there is no other gospel. There is no other good news. There's only one good news, and it is the grace of God, which was lavishly poured out. Grace is not a license to sin. But you know what Paul calls what grace does do? Grace never gives you a license to sin. If you hear it right, you'll think you can do that. If you've never been questioned, but brother, are you saying, if you've never heard that, then you haven't never preached the gospel? Titus two eleven through 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. Do you know anywhere in the new covenant where grace appears? You can take out grace and put the name Jesus in the sentence flows. For Jesus, who is of God, has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. How many people? Nah, we get messed up. How many people? Teaching us to denounce all ungodliness and worldly passions. Grace is not a permission to sin or a license to sin. Grace is permission to live free from sin all the days of your life. Thank y'all for that Baptist applause right there. That's what grace does, man. Come on, stand to your feet with me. I want to say this. If you have any kind of struggle in your life and you're like, man, I've tried my best not to do it. I'm telling you, when I tried my best not to do it, I was trying by the will of my flesh to stop sinning, not knowing that the will of my flesh was my issue. You can't take flesh and overcome flesh. It takes spirit to overcome flesh. The Bible didn't say where sin does abound, the will of my flesh does the much more abound. It says where sin does abound, the grace of God does the much more abound. Grace is what teaches you to not sin, friend. But even when you miss it, not if you sin, when you do, understand that grace is always there too. I just simply say, Lord, help me not to stumble in that area anymore. I receive your grace for that part of my life in Jesus' name. Would you let me pray with you? Father, I thank you for every man, woman, boy, and girl under the sound of my voice. I'm grateful for the truth that grace has translated me from being a slave of sin to really a son of God or a son of righteousness. It is by your grace that we are who we are today. And I pray for every believer under the sign of my voice that they would literally be empowered by this truth today, that they would walk in freedom, no shame. Even in any area of this struggle, there is no shame for that. And may the grace that has appeared to all men that bring salvation continually give them direction to walk in freedom jesus name amen amen god bless you guys have an amazing week thank you for taking a moment to listen in to what jesus is doing right here at way family church in edmond oklahoma if you want to be a part of helping us to continue to share the gospel and get it out to as many people as we can you can do that via cash app at dollar sign way family church or you can visit our website at wayfamilychurch.com and click on the giving tab For more information about Way Family Church, you can connect with us on all social media platforms or simply go to wayfamilychurch.com. Be blessed.